Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And of course, coast to coast, Canada wide on the Global News Radio Network, including out on the West Coast. And right now we're checking in with Dan Duval out in Vancouver. And of course, for the last last couple of years, really, we've been checking in heavily with 604 Records. They've been putting out a steady stream of online content, digital content, podcast content, comedy albums. They've been really, I would say, sort of dominating the comedy albums uh, charts, if you will, for the last few years here in Canadian comedy. Uh, but now they have a brand new podcast network, which is an arm of comedy here often. Uh, so we've got Dan Duvall, comedian, podcaster, now podcast network curator on the line. How are you doing, Dan? I'm doing really well. How are you doing? Oh, we're good. I mean, it's it's interesting. Before Before we kicked off the show, I mean, I was catching up with Vince and we were talking about how, you know, obviously this entire season of the show has been mostly dominated by COVID, of course, and what's happening in comedy during the pandemic. And, you know, we're always checking in with comics on the East Coast and the West Coast, across Canada and in the U.S. And it's interesting, in Vancouver, I mean, you guys were sort of in this boom period before all of this mayhem started. Uh, You guys sort of, your scene was growing. 604 has been cranking out comedy albums seemingly nonstop. And I mean, even even now with live shows on the West Coast, I mean, you guys reopened way before we did. We're still sort of wrestling with that here in Toronto because, you know, we'll have a couple of sort of key stages will reopen and then it gets repealed and, and scales back again based on the numbers. But you guys out there, I mean, you have your for the most part, your smaller your indie clubs are open, your live shows are happening. What's what's the scene like out there right now? It's really it's uh it's it's pretty concentrated because uh, like a lot of the shows are not up and running um but they're coming back it's it's interesting it's uh, our biggest venue here in Vancouver uh, I guess it's our smallest venue but the most shows going on is at the uh, the comedy basement Aikido Caveman Cafe Susie Rossum's shows and they're in a, in a very small space, but it, they did a great job with putting a plexiglass in the right places and whatnot. And so there's there's uh, shows running, I think, Wednesday through Saturday, multiple shows a night running there. Jokes Please is running on Thursdays. House of Comedy is running in New West, and we actually do have a club running. Um, but other than that, it's just a few others, like a spattering of uh, smattering, spattering, you know, whatever you want to say. There, there's a... There's a few uh, new independent shows up and running, but other than that, it's mostly just Susie's shows going. But there is comedy going. You can get up most nights a week if you if you want to. So, well, that's the thing. I mean, if, a few weeks ago here on the show, I mean, we're sort of celebrating like Comedy Bar, which is, of course, a huge, that's sort of the really the hub of the scene here in Toronto, arguably. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's sort of just like cheers for comics. That's just sort of where everybody goes. But Comedy Bar reopening was such like a... It was such a significant event. It was such a linchpin event of saying like, okay, okay, we're coming back now. We've been on pause for, you know, six, seven months. It's all coming back. And now with the developments happening on, in Ontario and in Toronto, that sort of got repealed again and things shut down again. Out there, it's interesting. I mean, we were talking to Kathleen McGee in Alberta last week. And I mean, you know, Al- Alberta is known as being sort of one of the last true bastions of like the old school road dog comic in Canada where you <laughs> yes you know it really is I mean that we all know that circuit I've played that circuit it's all it is I mean you could be based in Calgary or Edmonton and you go out and you play this it's like this circuit of towns and halls and casinos and it's like good paid quality stages and good road work that stuff is all still happening out there do you sort of I mean once the dust finally does settle after COVID or whatever things look like eventually after this 
do you think Vancouver is going to start to get finally more recognition as like a comedy hub? Because before everything in Canada was all about, you know, you'd sort of work your way up to the top in whatever your local scene was, Vancouver, Ottawa, Halifax, wherever, to make your way to Toronto. And then in Toronto, you would get the festivals and you would get your paperwork in order and you would take off to the state. Do you think there's going to be more of an emphasis now on like, hey, there's something happening here in Vancouver. This is actually a destination for comedy right now. Well, I mean, we hope so. That's that's kind of the that's a, a large driving force actually behind what we're doing um, at comedy here. Often, we're pretty young, so I mean, we've only been at this for a couple of years, and we're definitely starting to grow. Like you said, we do a lot of albums. Um, we've been doing a ton of albums that, that steady streaming. We still have more to come out that we haven't released yet. Um, and and yeah, we we want to. We were starting to do live shows uh, before. COVID happened, there were really strong lineups and, and we have an awesome sound stage that we had built like a, a great stage and whatnot to do. And we were, um, we were streaming those shows and they were well attended with, yeah, yeah. Like I said, great lineups and, 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 you know, we want to make Vancouver a place that people feel they can succeed in comedy and be, and have it be a place. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of towns around Vancouver that I, I'm not sure you know, there's no reason why we couldn't be doing the same road dog work that you can get in Alberta. And, and, and there's, there's just like no shortage of small towns in BC that we could be doing that as well. You know, I, I feel like those small town shows are such a huge part of interacting with the city because you can do, you, you want to do the big shows in the city, but yeah, if you, in Canada, if you want to get paid to be doing it, you need to be doing all those road shows. And, you know, that, that could, they did get exists in BC a little bit, but not like Alberta. You're right. And so there's no reason why Vancouver, I, I, you know, there's no reason why we can't work up to being like a hot spot for comedy in, in Canada. We have some amazing talent out here. Um, and another thing I wanted to add to about the COVID shows now that they're back up and running, um, you can see some incredible shows because there's so few shows like the Kino is running again and the lineups every Friday and Saturday for those shows. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can go down to a show and pay 20 bucks and see uh, Dino Archie, Ivan Decker and Jane Stanton on the same show, like regularly. It's, it's kind of got a fun vibe. It's almost like a New York kind of vibe where you can just go in and see these amazing shows for not too much money. So yeah, we have, we, we have big plans to like, to put to help put Vancouver more on the map than it already is. We feel it already is. Like we feel that maybe people just don't realize how much talent there already is in Vancouver. And uh, yeah, we, we want to be a part of that. And not just for Vancouver, but for Canadian comedy in general. I think something you touched on about um, comics feeling like, you know, you need to make your way to Toronto and then punch your ticket to the States. Well, how, why is it that we can't make a living here in Canada, especially because Canadian comedy is so strong and it's something that we do so well as Canadians. <laughs> we're, I mean, we're a funny bunch, right? So. Absolutely. And you just touched on something there that I want to come back from after the break and something, I mean, we've been, I think wrestling with as an industry in this country for years and, and it's sort of an identity crisis for us as well in Canadian comedy. Uh, we're going to come back with more Dan Duvall and more about what's happening out in Vancouver. And of course the brand new comedy here often podcast network happening out there. Uh, we'll be back with more Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. Even if you're sitting in the back row, it's probably fine. Vince Tedesco, my producer's on the line somewhere. I think we're just going to really beat that new <laughs> slogan until it's over. It's been it since the pandemic. 
There's not even, you know, it was such a fun new slogan. And now it's like we're in Ontario where there's not even technically there's really not a back row even happening. But of course, we have Dan Duvall on the line out of Vancouver with the brand new comedy here often podcast network, which, of course, is a is an offshoot of 604 Records, which for the last few years has really just been pumping out some incredible comedy albums, especially right now at a time when you really have a captive audience at home. And people, I think, are really looking for content to stream and download and just sort of tap out of this ridiculous and horrible news cycle for five minutes. Um, but even, uh, Dan, before the break, you, of course, were talking about how, yeah, Vancouver over the last few years has really blossomed into this scene that people should look at. And it's funny because in Canada, you know, everything has always been sort of so regional. I mean, we were talking about how Alberta is sort of the holy land of, of the great Canadian road dog still to this day. I mean, somebody came along at some point and carved out all of those routes and territories that people still play that circuit to this day and profitably. It's funny, even on a, in Ontario, we don't do that. I mean, you're here in Toronto. We have our, our indie venues here in the city where you could build like a cult following here. And that's kind of it. Other than that, you just go to the handful of spots that like Yuck Yuck sends you out to. And that's really it. I mean, nobody nobody really built that infrastructure. I think one thing we're seeing as a result of the pandemic, though, and because we have our borders closed and because we are working our own venues in places where we can, you know, we don't have Canadian or American comics streaming in. I think we're getting a renewed sense of appreciation for Canadian comedy and Canadian talent again. I think we're really sort of looking out for our own. And we're also finally understanding the fact that you can appeal to a global audience regardless of where you're based. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Most, I mean, most definitely there's, and there's, I think you really uh, hit it on the head when you said that people are looking for content that they can stream because we have to pivot, right? Like there's, there's not a lot of opportunity to be doing live shows and making money off it right now, uh, other than in Alberta, because, everything's shut down and uh, there's not really an end in sight. And I know that when, when we first got shut down entirely out in BC, I mean, at that point, uh, me and most people I know were doing stand up, you know, most nights a week, if, if at least an open mic. Like, I mean, you're, yeah. I, I was getting up like six times a week probably. And it all stopped. Like it all just completely stopped. And it was like, well, now what do we do? And so that's, I, I was already podcasting. My, uh, I have a podcast with my sister that we have a bit of a following. At, and um, yeah, so we started leaning into that. And I found that people weren't doing anything. So it was like, well, now we can ask people to be on the podcast. No one's busy. What else are you doing, right? And we, made it, we set it up so we can take call-ins. And, um, yeah, it, it really worked out. We ended up getting Danny Zucker from, uh, he's like a writer for Modern Family on the podcast, and Levi McDougall, who's a great Canadian comic, who's now a staff writer for Conan on the podcast. And we had, like, a long string of, like, all we would Sean Majunder come on. And uh, it's, yeah, it really kind of took off. And then I, 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 it got me to thinking, well, there's a lot of room in Canadian comedy for a podcast network. We don't really have one. Like we don't really have like a huge like space where all our, like where a bunch of podcasts are all in one place where we can listen to them like something like, you know, like Earwolf or like, uh, you know, all things comedy in the United States. We don't really have that here. So um, our podcast was already signed with 604 Records. So I started speaking with Jonathan Simkin, uh, who's the president of 604 Records about developing this and we talked about it over a month and he thought it was a good idea and everybody thought it was a good idea. So I came on board and they hired me to sort of start putting a podcast network together. And it's 
We're launching in a few weeks, and it's looking really good. But I'm and really excited about it. That's the thing that really interested me about this because it, it fills a hole that's there. Because years ago, we had I did the same thing. We had the Talk Hole Podcast Network. It was the same thing. We didn't, and that was sort of what we were patterned off of too. It was like, why don't we have a Canadian Earwolf? Comedy is our our major export in this country, and we never pay attention to it until until America does really. Yeah, same yeah. same thing. So we opened up a pair of studios here in Toronto. We had at one point thirty shows on the network, and it was entirely comedy skewed and sponsor based and all that stuff. And we did that for half a decade uh, because it just didn't exist in Canadian comedy. And I think. Mm-hmm. I think comedy here often network comes along at an essential time as well, because when, when we were doing talk hole, you know, this was in the early 2010s when podcasting was sort of in its first big boom. I think podcasts were largely responsible for stand up being sort of in vogue again. Stand up became a thing that you pay attention to again. And the thing people were interested in again because of podcasts. Yeah, you know, and also because of and also thank you Netflix for that. <laughs> exactly, that's what happened, right? It was you had a you had mm-hmm. the advent of podcasts, and then all of a sudden Netflix came along, and then everybody and their dog had a Netflix special, and it really sort of it made stand up a thing again culturally, and it made it relevant, and it made it something to go out and watch. And I think we got to a point where it swung around, and podcasts sort of became oversaturated, and it was it was it was hard to sort of make your voice heard above this huge cacophony of people that were out there. I think with COVID though, it's interesting because we have this audience that's there, this sort of captive audience at home, and because this pandemic has really, I mean, not just in Canada but North America wide, it has shrunk the industry so much. There's such a sense of community now in the comedy world between comics yes. all over the map, and I think I think this is the perfect time because now it feels like this is actually maybe the next great golden age of the podcast. It's a renewal again. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I think that I do think we got oversaturated before. Like, I mean, there's the, there's the joke about, you know, uh, Oh, I'm a comic. So I'm legally obligated to have a podcast, you know, but like it's, I think, and I think you're right. I think when there's that many and they're just scattered and there's just, everybody's got a podcast. It's like, where, how do you know what to listen to? Where do you know what to listen to? And so this is a nice, pile of podcasts for you to take a look at that all are under the same umbrella and you know hopefully you know that they're going to be good because they've been curated by a label and um yeah we just think we can do better as a group than we can all on our own and i think that there's often like this um this competition between comics like this unwritten competition where it's like if one person succeeds the other person can't and there's a bit of a bit of cattiness and maybe it's just in our nature as people who are, you know, who don't hate attention, uh, you know, it might just be part of that. But we, we just think that there's room for everyone to succeed. One of the really cool features about our podcast network is that we don't own any of the podcasts that are on our network. We're more of a, a like a host. So all of our podcasters own their intellectual property. still. we have not bought it. So at any time that they wanted to end up going somewhere else or doing something else with their podcast, they get to take all their episodes with them. And I know there was a big backlash with some of the stuff with like Buzzfeed podcasts and guest hosts wanting to leave. And then they don't get to take their RSS feeds with them and they just lose yeah. all their episodes and their logos and their branding and everything. And we want to be, we, we were clear right out of the gate with everyone that we've dealt with that that is not what we are about. And we're about, building uh, the Canadian comedy scene and making it so people don't feel like they need to leave Canada in order to um, 
put their name on the map and make a living in comedy. That's what we're about. We, we are coming from a very genuine place, which is makes me, it makes it so easy to talk about this stuff and like, and be excited about it. I working with Jonathan Simkin has been an absolute dream. He's, he's very artist first and like, it's, yeah, it's, it's been really awesome. Our whole team is just from such a genuine caring place about Canadian comedy. We're all passionate about it and, 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 and it's cool. It's great. Um, it's been, it's been a really nice, a, a nice time so far. And, and honestly, I mean, you're completely speaking my language. I mean, so much of this sounds, that was exactly RMO back then with talk hole too. It was like, Exactly. All of the podcasters owned their content and it was very much a strength and numbers thing. And I mean, you're, yeah, mm-hmm. you're, you're speaking my language big time right now because you're filling this void in Canadian comedy that, that is there. And, and I think especially right now does, does need to exist. I think it's going to be even a better time for you guys than it was back then because the dynamic of the comedy business is changing. And I mean, you tapped on something so perfect there as well, which is, you know, the, the whole, the whole strength in numbers and strength as a community thing during a time like this has been fantastic because you know how standups are. I mean, it's a very lone wolf thing. It's a very ego based, you know, especially in Canada where people are really going after the same handful of like very essential gigs and festivals and, and opportunities. So like the person you're best friends with in the green room is also your number one competition. So there's that, there can be that cutthroat element to it. And I think one thing that's been a side effect, if there is any good side effect of a minor global pandemic (laughs) is that (laughs) Canadian comics are looking at each other as community again, and not, not just as, you know, the enemy in the competition. I mean, I, you know, I always looked at stand up the same way, I approached high school or the way I, I'd imagine I would approach jail if that was ever a thing that happened to me. I mean, it's sort of, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you go That's in and there's all these little clicks and groups in the face. <laughs> yeah. You, <laughs> but you, you know, it's sort of like there's all these little groups and clicks and all these scenes and all this stuff, but you go in, you know, and you just, you, you, you ally yourself with everybody and you make friends with everybody and you just worry about your time and you worry about your material and finding your voice and just, you know, get on with everybody. I mean, it, it's, I, I don't want to sound too precious about this, but I mean, realistically, especially right now during COVID, we are all in this together. This is a fledgling industry to begin with. And especially now it's a very precarious time. So, I mean, that mentality is so essential right now. Yeah, totally agreed. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Obviously I said the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, Dan Duvall, before we do let you go. So of course, where can people find, uh, so the comedy here often podcast network, how can people check that out launching uh, the albums from 604? How do people find all your stuff? Uh, we, you can find us online at comedyhereoften.com and our, our podcasts are going to be, you know, wherever you get, wherever you get your pods, as people like to say, and we've got podcasts <laughs> coming out from, from uh, we've got podcasts coming out that already exist that are joining us like uh, bacon, no bacon with Derek Sagan and Abdul butt and two mirrors with Brett Forte and Todd Ness. Um, we've got new podcasts that have just started from Katie Ellen Humphreys and uh, Amitai Marmerstein. If you haven't heard Katie Ellen Humphreys' new album, Ladyfinger, holy go listen to it. It's so good. Um, we've got new ones from uh, Paul Meyerhog and Damon Tritter called Microdose. Oh, nice. Yeah, we've got, like with some, and, and also you mentioned Kathleen McGee earlier. We've got Kathleen uh, and Sean Lacombe's Dead Baby Bear on our network. It's a pretty stacked lineup, and we've got some really nice up and comers too, like uh, podcasts from uh, Brad Simitic and Key and Beebe from Edmonton, who are just fantastic, and um, Dylan Williams 
out of Victoria is very funny. And uh, a couple of really fun projects from Henry Sir out of Edmonton. So yeah, we, like there's no shortage and that's just like a portion. Like there's, we're upwards around 30 shows, I think. And it's, yeah, we're really excited about it. Awesome. I mean, I love so much that this is happening. I mean, it's, it, it seems like a natural progression from all of the work that 604 has been doing. And also, like I said, just something that is definitely needed and well-timed in Canadian comedy. Dan Duvall, thank you so much, man. Everybody check out this network and uh, just love hearing what you guys are up to out on the West, West Coast. It's fantastic. Awesome, man. Thanks for having me on. Let's talk again soon. And thanks again to Dan Duvall out in Vancouver. Don't forget to check out the Comedy Here Often podcast network. And of course, all of the comedy albums and content that 604 Records just seemingly never stops pumping out. There's so much of it. Uh, they're doing some awesome stuff in the West Coast. Now we're going to switch it over after the break. We have one of our very favorites on the show checking back in with us and also has his own brand new album yet again. We have Keith Pedro coming up right here on Inside Jokes. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And of course, coast to coast, Canada wide. And in fact, worldwide, if you happen to have the internet, if you don't, you're probably having a very unpleasant COVID. I mean, I guess technically everybody's having it, but you're having a more more unpleasant COVID. Uh, Of course, thank you again to Dan Duvall out in Vancouver with the brand new comedy here off in Podcast Network. But now we're bringing it back home. We're bringing it back to the six, baby, with one of our favorites, uh, Keith Pedro, one of our favorite crowd killers in this city and a regular on this show. We had him on not too long ago. And guess what? Not a lot has changed in the world, unfortunately. But Keith's still busy pumping out stuff. Keith, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Dean. We're back. I feel like we could phone you on this show every two or three weeks and you'd be like, yeah, no, I have a new podcast. No, I have a new album. Like you're, <laughs> I got a new everything, bro. I you always I do. do. I don't, we don't even have shows happening for the most part, but it's funny. Every time we talk to you, including during this pandemic, you're like, yeah, no, here's what I'm working on now. Most people are sitting on a backlog of content that they've been waiting to roll out until I guess the the right time, which happened to be a pandemic. <laughs> There's people sitting on albums and, and streamed content that they're releasing now. You're doing new stuff during this. Not a lot of people, Keith, are doing that. I hustle hard, Dean. I, t- I keep my ear to the streets, bro. I know what's happening. <laughs> I keep it moving. There could be two kids playing tag in the park right now. I'll know who's it. You understand? I will know. I know everything that's happening, bro. <laughs> yeah, well, I keep it working, man. I stay working. Should- you really do. I mean, we talked to you uh, a couple months ago back in back in the summer. And I mean, you know, it was it sort of has been ebbing and flowing everything. You know, I mean, we were talking, of course, to Dan out in Vancouver earlier. But here in Toronto, for us, it's been very much an up and down. It's like shows will reopen for five minutes and then close again based on the numbers and all that stuff. So last time yeah. we talked to you was really before things opened back up again. It was when we were, much. you know, people were doing zoom shows and live Instagram shows and weird like parking lot pop-ups, but it's interesting. This whole situation, this whole change to the industry has sort of, you know, we were talking earlier in the show about how it sort of stripped the ego away from comedy in a lot of ways. And it, it made the entire industry sort of this one community again, not to be, not to be too celebratory about that, but it really did. I mean, it doesn't matter who we seem to talk to. We had Gaffigan on a little while ago and he was like, yeah, I was doing those, parking lot shows and those zoom shows he was like most of the time it was horrible but <laughs> i did them because i'm a comedian and I need, I need to go out and do that for you i mean it's it's interesting we keith we haven't talked to a lot of people who uh not only are doing these new formats and still finding ways to work around this stuff but you actually 
crafted an entirely new album during this, which, by the way, appropriately enough, is called The Vaccine. I do it all, buddy. I'm, I'm, I'm such a, I, I hustle hard. I, <laughs> <laughs> the thing with me is like, dude, I put it this way, man. Um, we all know the story of the giraffe, right? It, it was born with a short neck and it adapted. Well, my neck's growing, buddy. My neck's just growing. I'm adapting to the game and I just got to keep, you know, uh, who knows what the new norm is going to be. So I'm just going to be ready for that. If it, if we have to do speakeasy shows, then that's what we're going to have to do. And I, I'm trying to establish a market in that. So, you know, it was like how I did these uh, 420 friendly shows with Big Norm. We we knew legalization was going to happen, and we knew something big was going to happen with that, and sponsors came around, so we started preparing for that like two years before legalization. So now we're doing the same thing. So I just want to prepare for whatever new normal is going to be, and whatever happens, I'm just going to have the target market and going to have a following already. So when things go back to normal and they're like, oh, it's all speakeasy shows. Guess who already has a format for speakeasy shows? This there you guy. go. But for well, you, I mean, with this, with this new album, which of course is, is coming out by Comedy Records, which, uh, you know, we were talking earlier in the show to 604 Records. Comedy Records was the original brand, the original label in this country for comedy albums. Nobody was doing it in this country. and They're still at the, at the forefront of that. But for you, I mean, how much of this, before we go to break, how much of this album is actually having to do what's happening right now in real time? Because most of the comics we've talked to, it's such a hard catch-22 for everybody right now where it's like, yeah, I have all this time to write and to come up with material based on stuff that I've had in the back of my mind forever, but now I have nowhere to go and hone that stuff. But you seem to have no problem with this. Yeah, no, it was perfect. This is all. This album is hundred uh, percent new. It was. I started writing it since April. So once I knew oh that uh, everybody was locked down, and I knew that Sirius XM and certain radio stations weren't playing new material, and there's so much COVID stuff happening, and what better way to drop something that can make us laugh through it and laugh at it? So but might as well just do that, right? We hear all these memes and all these all these crappy jokes might as well hear a, a pro slang some funny jokes about this. So yeah, it's the album's like, was like, was originally like almost 40 minutes, but we cut it down to, to like 32 minutes, 20, 25 minutes like that. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's, it's all new. So, and it was one recording. So there's going to be a lot of crazy stuff you're going to hear on there. You're going to hear one lady scream, all lives matter. You're going to hear like, it was one recording. We had one shot to do this. So everything's raw everything is like it's a it's a really good recording you're gonna look back at this recording 10 years from now and it's gonna define how the world was at this moment because which i love because people turning on that girl who screams all lives matter like it's crazy like the, the, the yes, audience divide so. in some jokes yeah which is fantastic because uh, like i said not a lot of people have been really there hasn't been a lot of stuff come out set in the right here and now. I think a lot of people haven't had the chance and figured out how to do that yet. We're going to come back and break with more Keith Pedro right here on Inside Jokes. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. Helping you read the label on your COVID vaccination that doesn't exist yet more clearly. How about that? Speaking of vaccines... We have Keith Pedro on the line with his new comedy album, The Vaccine, available on Comedy Records, which, Keith, before the break, we were talking to you about the fact that out of all the comics, I mean, this has been going on for, what, seven, almost eight months now. The entire three quarters of this entire season of this show was eaten up by COVID and just checking in with comics all over the continent. 
and what people are working on and how people are finding ways to adapt to this. I got to say, though, man, out of all the comics we've talked to across the globe, literally, not a lot of people have really sat down and pumped out a brand new album right here and now that was entirely recorded and conceived during this. I think a lot of people are just rolling out stuff that they were sitting on. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I, 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 <laughs> you don't have to name anybody. <laughs> I know, but I mean, like, here, here's the thing. I, it's, it's to me, um, I have, I have another album that I wanted to release, but I had all these fire jokes that I've been doing about, about COVID. And I realized I'm like, damn, I got like almost half an hour. Oh shoot. I got 45 minutes of these COVID stuff. And it was, and it was just killing. And, um, I was like, I might as well release this. And I was speaking to uh, Comedy Records, who I was talking to Barry from Comedy Records, and and we kind of just decided to just split it up. So I'm going to have a, an alley-oop. This is like an alley-oop to another project that I'm going to be dropping after uh, around December. So, like, yeah, so it's just, this is just something to, like, hey, this is like when 50 Cent dropped the mixtape before he dropped his album. You know what I mean? And this is something just like, hey, I'm still busy. I'm still cool. If you like this, then you're going to love this. You know, Except so. the difference is you're still performing and recording albums. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but the interesting thing is, I mean, you know, so many of the comics we've talked to all over the place during this have been everything I think in the back of a lot of people's minds has been all about when things go back to the way they were, when things go back to the way they were, which I mean, I, I think it's kind of realistic to say that probably isn't going to happen. We're going to go to some version of the way things used to be that's going to be a hybrid with what's going on right now. And I think a lot of people haven't been really willing to look that in the face yet. We're, you know, talking to you. I feel like you're just going to adapt to whatever the heck it is and roll with it and just keep pumping stuff out. I mean, what do you, I mean, you've been, you've been at this for a long time now, man, you're doing these new formats during COVID, which is unprecedented for everybody. What do you see the industry looking like a year from now, two years from now? Do you think these live shows and these pop-up shows are just going to be a part of that fabric moving forward? Um, I, I mean, based on, like, the cases and on the numbers and what we're allowed to happen, I mean, if if nothing, if these gatherings are cut short, then I definitely don't think I'm going to be rocking out in a theater anytime soon, you know what I mean? Or, like, <laughs> doing stuff like that. So, I mean... Comedy is an underground art, so I think that's the best atmosphere to put it in, in an underground atmosphere. So uh, with that being said, if it if things don't go back to normal, I definitely do see it as like a as comedy as like a taboo. Like cause it always it was, it was headed in this direction anyways, based on all the cancel culture and all the things you couldn't say on stage. I mean, you might as well make the shows illegal now. Right. So, I mean, that could be the worst of it where it, it's, you know, you're doing shows in so-and-so's backyard and you got to knock three times and show a special ring. And, you know, you know what I mean? like, <laughs> like the stone cutters and the Simpsons, you got to be, you know, so uh, to me, if, if, if the numbers don't increase, if, if for the gatherings and the cases go down, I think it's going to be like this. Yeah. It's going to be like this for a while. And I think it's going to be, Hey, uh, guys who don't know how to go online are going to have to learn and zoom shows are going to be a thing now. And, and that might be that I feel bad for musicians and people who like to, who need big audiences to yeah. perform. Yeah. And, and you know what I mean? So like comedy is like 
we're gifted. We're 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 blessed with comedy. We could just set up with a with a mic and an amp and then set up shop, right? So it's one of those truly original North American art forms where it is based entirely on improvising in the moment and being in the moment and and figuring out a way around parameters, right? I mean, whether it's been free speech or laws yeah. or now the restrictions of a unprecedented pandemic. I mean, if there's any art form on the planet where where people will figure out a way around this, it's stand-up comedy. And I think this is a great example of that. So, uh, Keith, before we let you go, buddy, and, of course, we're going to play some of your stuff at the end of the show here, where can people find the vaccine and check out all the stuff on Comedy Records and what you've been up to, too? Uh, Well, you can check me out at Keith Pedro, simple Keith like Keith Richards and Pedro like both for Pedro. That's all. That's everything on my social media. So keep that simple. Uh, And it comes out Friday on all streaming and downloading and music platforms itunes spotify google play you name it title friggin aol whatever you whatever you got you know uh yeah yeah we had us uh an exclusive preview on kevin hart's lol network last friday so shout out to them for doing a little uh little preview there on sirius xm so yeah you can hear it there kind of laughs too probably sirius xm just for last radio um, and, uh, if you want to hear anything from me, yeah, I keep page on me dropping more stuff. I still got my podcast going. I still got other shows going. I still got a lot of online stuff going. I'm, I'm going to keep it moving and keep pumping out product for y'all. So, of you know, course you are. You're you probably, me, you probably are recording an album right now while we've been doing this 20 minute long segment. This is a documentary. I have a videographer right now recording this interview. This is going to actually be a documentary right now. We're going to call this inside the inside joke. Keith, always a pleasure talking to you, buddy, and love always hearing what you're working on because, like I said, it doesn't matter how often we talk to you, you always have something on the queue. Uh, of course, everybody, check out The Vaccine on Comedy Records and all the stuff they're doing because, I mean, they are, they are the originals of comedy record labels in this country, and they have never slowed down since. Keith, thank you so much, man. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. Thank you. Thanks so much, guys. Love you guys. Seen on the scene. You're the man. <laughs> That's our show. Thank you again so much to Dan Duvall out in Vancouver with the brand new Comedy Here Often Podcast Network. And of course, all of the stuff that 604 Records has been pumping out. Non-stop albums coming out of the West Coast. And of course, here in Toronto, our very own, one of our favorites here on the show, Keith Pedro, with his brand new album, The Vaccine. And don't forget, you can check out all the stuff happening on Comedy Records. That is our show. And you can listen to all of our episodes from Season 5 right back to the very beginning the happier pre-COVID times on Global News Online. That's our show. We'll be back next week. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi, and you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. This week featuring Keith Pedro. Do you know what's crazy that bothered me about the pandemic? I don't know why you guys were like, as an Asian, like Asians were getting a lot of shit. Now I was reading this article about this Filipino guy in Tennessee. Yeah, I know. Oxymoron. I was in Tennessee. I heard an article, he was at a gas station, and people fucking, like, like, had, like, uh, those, like, extendo sticks, and, like, started beating up on his fucking car, started breaking his windshields, and, like, hey, get out of here, your people brought the disease to our country, your people brought the disease to our country, and then he had a mental breakdown, and called the cops, and I was, like, reading this article, I'm like, wait, what a, what a this guy did not handle that well, he was not representing my culture at all, and the thing is, like, I realized, that, like, I wish that happened to me. I wish someone said that to me because I have the best rebuttal. If someone would have come to me and be like, hey, you brought this disease to our country. Your people brought this disease to our country. I'm like, wait, I'm Filipino, man. You got the wrong Asian. 
My people did not bring this disease to our country. My people are nursing you to a speedy recovery. Okay? <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> right? Not lying. You don't know your Asians, Pat. You gotta know them. 